top of the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q the big station this is the midday news for monday august 15 in the headlines the people of casa bruce have staged a roadblock near the casa bruce bridge to express their dissatisfaction with the pace of the works and pollution from construction of the bridge and roadworks in the area. The World Health Organization says it is holding an open forum to rename the disease monkeypox after some critics raised concerns that the name could be derogatory or have racist connotations. And the FBI is facing violent threats following a search of former President Trump's home, including an apparent plot to leave a so-called dirty bomb at the agency's headquarters. The news brought to you compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. This summer, go outside with a brand new AKT motorcycle. You can hit the road with an AKT bike for as low as $5,999. With the purchase of any AKT, you get a free True Rider chest bag plus a free tank of gas. It doesn't get any better than this. No cash, no problem. With Quartz Ready Finance, you pay zero down and pay nothing for 60 days. Shop online at shopquartz.com or in-store. This offer is good for a limited time only. Conditions apply. Quartz, bringing value home. The people of Casa Bruce have taken industrial action and staged a roadblock near the Casa Bruce Bridge with respect to their dissatisfaction of the pace of construction of the bridge and road projects currently ongoing in the area. It has made traversing extremely arduous and greatly inconvenient. The roadblocks have been ongoing since morning as the community members are determined to get an amicable solution to their situation as expeditiously as possible. Some of the villagers have had discussion of the engineers and managers on the project at the Liviers River Road and Bridge Project and were told that a mutual partnership is necessary whereby persons can feel free to report to them if they see any issues on the road. Villagers have been informed that by Thursday there should be some significant differences in the road surface. It appears that a temporary solution has been determined until Thursday when the promises of the contractors is expected to be manifested by action. Sociologist Simeon Joseph expressed some concern about the fact that it appears that politicians have somehow taken over the Catholic Church's commemoration of his feasts and patron saints, detracting from both the grand religious event and the celebration's spiritual aspects. He stresses how the celebrations have become quite politicized, that the activities are now largely politically engineered. He made the observation that the religious and spiritual components of the feasts have become a ball of contention, which is very alarming, and to a considerable extent, the stature of these feasts has been diminished. And so when I saw that, I asked myself, you know, why should there be a controversy about the celebration of the Feast of St. Anne? Um, one, I think it was very scandalous. Secondly, I think it was misplaced. And thirdly, there's an even deeper concern where it seems to me that the celebration of the feasts of the Catholic Church, the celebration of the patron saints, has somehow been hijacked by politicians, 
has somehow been uh, removed from the greater religious sphere and the spiritual dimensions of the celebration of the feast. We look at the celebration of the feast of, of various patron saints around the country, and I have found that in recent years, they have become very politicized. They have become very political engineered activities. And to a very large extent, the, the, the spiritual dimension and the religious aspect of the celebration of the feast have been watered down. Joseph thinks that as regards devotion of the saints, the Catholic Church has made far too many concessions and trade-offs. He emphasizes that some participants in these gatherings are not even Catholics, which he finds to be extremely ambiguous. Joseph is concerned as to the extent of the Catholic Church's compromised behavior in allowing its beliefs to become so diluted. We have sort of traded off too much as Catholics when it comes to the celebration of the saints. And to my mind, I think the church, the parish priests, the church communities have sort of sold off the celebration of those feasts to, to, to parliamentary representatives and to people who are, don't even have any interest in church. And, and, even, and, you know, we have DJs and artists who are not Catholic involving the celebration of the saints. So to me, that is, that is very um, um, ambiguous. And I think time has come when we need to look very closely at what we are doing as religious people, as a country, as, as a church. I mean, how can the Catholic Church be so compromising? How can the Catholic Church be so um, um, allowing, allowing its faith to be so watered down and to be so neutral and indifferent to the celebration of church feasts being taken over by politicians and people in the community to the extent where they fight over um, who should celebrate? And, and I think that was very unbecoming. Very Sociologist Simeon Joseph, financial consultant Ronald Lander emphasizes that between 1978 and 1982, at those crucial junctures, our economy was quite vibrant, and as a result, the commercial banks were performing well. He points out that a strong economy is necessary for the banking industry to operate profitably, and what we have recently witnessed is a prolonged period of stagnation in the Dominican economy. Somewhere in 1982, the aid bank was removed from the national bank and the aid bank specialized in developing aid to institutions. At this critical point in time, we had a very vibrant economy. We had export crops, we had bananas, our tourism was just about there, our manufacturing was doing very well. And because of the vibrancy of the economy, the commercial banks were doing well. The profitable operations of the banking sector is a function of a buoyant economy. What has happened in the recent past? We've seen a stagnation of the Dominican economy over an extended period of time. After Bananas, he continues, we no longer have a major export product. And despite some funding for the CBI program, there is still a lack of access, whether by ERC. As a result, sectors like manufacturing, agriculture, and the tourism industry have all suffered. We have seen these sectors deteriorate, which is becoming a problem for the commercial banking system. As a result of the low demand for banking services, certain banks are currently experiencing significant difficulties. When we look at the main contributors to the GDP, we look at agriculture. Agriculture is a main contributor to the GDP. However, we've got a major Haitian presence in our agricultural industry. And consequently, the resources that are generated from agriculture are filtered away out of Dominica into Haiti. The other major area that we look at is construction. Who's doing the construction now in Dominica? The Chinese, 
the Haitians, the Jamaicans, the Lucians, the Trinids. Those monies are not being filtered and involved in the banking system. We look at the wholesale and retail trade. The Chinese have taken over Rozo. So we've got a group of persons who are not involving the development of the banking system. And consequently, the banking system is under a lot of stress. Financial consultant Ronald Lander. From August 8th through August 12th, Peak Investments, Inc. held its first etiquette camp at the UE Open Campus. The program offered kids and teenagers aged 5 to 15 the chance to improve their social skills, manners, self-esteem, and ability to be decent citizens. Growing up involves learning manners, how to behave, what is expected of you, and how to set expectations for people in your own life. At the end of the camp, the organizers conducted a handshake competition where participants had 60 seconds to provide their best display of professional tact with the hope of earning respectable scores from judges from the National Youth Council and Youth Business Trust. The etiquette camp aimed to prepare their students to present themselves exceptionally well for opportunities today as well as in the future. Over 12 facilitators from well-respected organizations supported the program in enhancement of etiquette and social skills. Okay, so over the last five days, we have been involved in enhancing children and teens from the ages of 5 to 15 in social skills and etiquette. As an organization, we felt that it was best this summer to engage in assisting our young people in becoming better citizens, becoming better boys and girls in the way they introduce themselves, in the way, of course, they interact with their peers. And of course, these soft skills, these social skills will go a long way. So we felt that it was timely. It was indeed an opportunity for us to support young people, particularly now witnessing the social gap that exists. Camp coordinator Talitha Loda. The etiquette camp introduced the participants to the nuances of professional human interaction as they were taught various skills such as how to give a proper handshake, introductions, and how to remain composed under pressure. Meanwhile, Ashram McDougall, president of Dominica's National Youth Council, expressed her admiration in the program and emphasized that participating in the closing ceremony held great significance as the world celebrated International Youth Day on Friday. She encouraged the youth and said a few things about the camp. So this etiquette camp has been one, in my own opinion, that really contributes to developing soft skills among young persons. Soft skills that we recognize many young persons lack. Um, and it's important because these are skills that can go on to holistically develop young persons into better adults in the future. A lot of these skills are not skills that are necessarily taught throughout academia, so they lack when they look, go to school and they learn about math or English or a foreign language. And so I really want to commend Miss Loda on such a well thought of initiative, a very holistic initiative as well. And I look forward to contributing to initiatives like this for young people in the future. 
president of the National Youth Council, Ashman McDougall. We have a collective responsibility and civic responsibility to ensure the prosperity and affluence of our country. This is from Paul Barron, former president of the NYCD, speaking on some of the reasons why it would appear that the youth of Dominica disengaged from matters of national importance. Barron sought to highlight the current social structure and the type of information being fed to the youth, and as a result, their perception and perspective on social issues contribute to their current disposition. He says the importance of civic duty must not be overlooked. And the fact is that one, we're Dominicans, and two, uh, we have a collective responsibility towards uh, developing and mobilizing development opportunities for the benefit of Dominica. Dominica is not solely to be developed by the government of Dominica because that is only one aspect of our development. In that case, public policy. But of course, the private sector is extremely important. And of course, the civil society movement. But what you what you recognize, and I think your, your show very well captures that, the fact that the civic responsibility of Dominicans almost seem non-existent right now. And young persons cannot similarly attach any type of significance to civic role and responsibilities, but it is simply because they do not know how. And I don't blame them, and Petra's right to suggest that. Uh, if, if you are constantly bombarded with one information which involves a fight between a ruling party and opposition consistently involving all types of activities and not focusing on whether as Dominicans, it is a right and proper thing to have a democratic and, and free and fair elections or, or the necessary or the need for opposition party. Uh, if we begin to teach young persons that their role or as individuals, they have no value, almost simultaneously uh, will be rep reciprocated onto them. Former president of the NYCD, Paul Barron, and another new political party named Team Unity Dominica was officially launched at Calabishi on the weekend and has promised to present a scholarship to a child from Calabishi. General Secretary of the party, Alex Bruno, says the team has put in place a director of his investor book program who is from Calabishi, and she has empaneled a group of people who will identify the most suitable child who will be given a scholarship through to university. She says it is valued at over $1 million. The value of the scholarship, we think, is $1 million, and this child will get the scholarship confirmed through the village council. And the scholarship is effective this school term. So whoever our advisors tell us will get a full scholarship for school from now all the way to the doctoral level. And we... Team Unity Dominica are ready to deliver. As soon as we get the name of the deserving child from Calibishi, we will announce the child who would have been given the scholarship on the terms we have set out. We will make the money available through the village council and they will disburse the funds to the family. And this is a guarantee that we give that shall not be broken. A child from Calibishi, $1 million scholarship from now up until doctoral level in university, and we are good for that. Meanwhile, Bruno says Team Unity Dominica is a fully established political entity, which according to Article 1, Clause 3 of the Constitution, aims to harmonize all efforts geared at promoting the common good. We only need two terms, preferably consecutively, to lay out the foundation for an inclusive Dominica agenda. TUD is not an alternative. 
We are not left, right, nor centuries. We are rather a movement of urgent necessity built to address a compelling interest in favor of all the people. This quote is taken from our constitution. The urgency of now demands that we replace the prolonged partisan incumbency on both sides of the divide, both the majority and the minority. The urgency of now asks that we remove the dead weight which stands in the way of meaningful people's progress. TUD's main task is to promote the new way and a capable and engaging progress of self confident citizens with a bias for success and progress. Bruno stated that in the next few months of TUD's movement, it will traverse the length and breadth of Dominica to meet the people as it gets set to contest the next general election. We will present our manifesto, our idea, and we will take ideas from you to make a super manifesto. Everyone who is here today shall leave with a mini manifesto from TUD, and then we will see you in your village, in your community, as we beef up our manifesto with your ideas. Ladies and gentlemen from Calibishi, Dominicans far and wide, if elected to government, our first policy declaration shall be TUD's policy on youth empowerment. We will tackle housing. In fact, we'll present our plan for Dominica that cannot wait not even for a month. The sooner election is called, our entire team of candidates will be declared. Maybe with our leader, probably the leader might be declared before. We intend to contest enough seats as a team to win. And so far, we have identified at least six candidates who shall contest under Team Unity banner. In other news this afternoon, the World Health Organization, WHO, says it is holding an open forum to rename the disease monkeypox after some critics raised concerns that the name could be derogatory or have racist connotations. In a statement Friday, the UN agency said it has also renamed two families or clades of the virus using Roman numerals instead of geographic areas to avoid stigmatization. The version of the disease formerly known as the Congo bassine will now be known as clade 1 and the clade will also be known as Clay 2. WHO said the decision was made following a meeting of scientists this week and in line with current best practices for naming diseases, which aims to avoid causing offense to any cultural, social, national, regional, professional, or ethnic groups and minimize any negative impact on trade, travel, tourism, or animal welfare. Numerous other diseases, including Japanese encephalitis, Marburg virus, Spanish influenza, and Middle Eastern respiratory syndrome have been named after the geographic areas where they first arose or were identified. WHO has not publicly suggested changing any of those names. And the FBI is facing violent threats following a surge of former President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, including an apparent plots to leave a so-called dirty bomb at the agency's headquarters. Jeff Pegues reports. I myself have been notified by the Bureau that uh, my life was put in danger. Former FBI agent turned Pennsylvania Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick appearing on Face the Nation after the FBI and DHS joint warning was released on Friday. Among the threats was a plot to place a so-called dirty bomb in front of FBI headquarters, as well as online posts calling for civil war and armed rebellion. 
The bulletin capped off a tense week for the nation's top federal law enforcement agency. An armed man was shot and killed after trying to breach security in an FBI field office in Cincinnati. Still, the former president posted on Sunday, great simmering anger after agents carried out a search warrant to recover classified government documents from Mar-a-Lago. They didn't go in there with FBI raid jackets. Uh, they tried to constrain uh, their behavior carrying out that warrant. Release court papers reveal that more than two dozen boxes with 11 sets of classified documents were recovered by federal agents, some of which were labeled top secret after Trump lawyers attested in writing back in June that all classified material had been returned from the estate. So the fact that they were in an unsecure place uh, that is guarded with nothing more than a padlock uh, or whatever security they had at a hotel uh, is deeply alarming. Clearly, um, <clears throat> no one is above the law. Donald Trump is not above the law and Attorney General Garland is not above the law either. His actions are unprecedented in history, and he has a lot of questions to answer. So far, no charges have been filed against the former president, but possible charges include impeding an investigation, the removal of classified national security records, and violation of parts of the Espionage Act, according to the search warrant. Republicans are calling on the DOJ to release the affidavit. The affidavit in support of the warrant will give you the probable cause to try to understand what is going on here. And I think the American people deserve this. Democrat Mark Warner, as well as Republican Marco Rubio, both on the Senate Intelligence Committee, both calling for the release of the documents in question, as well as an assessment of the type of damage to national security mishandling those documents could do. And that's the midday news, but first a recap of our headlines. The people of Casa Bruce have staged a roadblock near the Casa Bruce Bridge to express their dissatisfaction of the pace of the works and pollution from construction of the bridge and roadworks in that area. The WHO says it is holding an open forum to rename the disease monkeypox, and the FBI is facing violent threats following a search of former President Trump's home. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. I have been your presenter, Kimberly Benjamin. Top of the hour news as it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens, local, regional.